Hi, and welcome to Coffee with Carol. My name is Carol, and each week my podcast will feature a new guest, and it works as an interview podcast. I ask them three questions, and they ask me three questions. Sometimes we get to all three, other times we don't. Other than a few sub-boundaries to create a safe space for me and the interviewee to talk, anything is fair game. And yes, on this other end, we will be drinking coffee, or for me personally, tea. Do you have any questions for me or my guest? Feel free to fill out the link in the description box below, and don't forget to like, share, and of course, subscribe. On to the show. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Carol. Today, while it's not Saturday, I felt like I owed everyone an episode. So, hi, I'm not dead. I'm just in the current process of moving with my family. So here to join for this Homeward Bound episode is my dad, or as my friends know him as, Jimothy. Um, But his real name is actually Jim, so don't call him Jimothy. He'll get really mad. Um, My dad has done many great things in his life, from a sports journalist to photographer to respiratory therapy, and now teaching. So... Say hi, Dad. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. What are you drinking today? Well, I'm drinking some Spark and ice water. Oh, nice, nice. A very good combination, concoction and all that jazz. I'm drinking tea. Mm -hmm. I got this new tea that's called like a cup of sunshine. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it has daisies or something in it, but it's supposed to make you feel happier. I don't know. It just tastes good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So my first question for you is the philosophical one. Why do you think change is so difficult for us to understand, us as humans and humankind? Well, Carol, I think it comes down to one basic essential item. Packing. (laughs) No one likes to change. Change requires packing. Around here, right now, that's what we're doing. My my wife is good at packing. I am not good at packing. I put it off. I procrastinate. I wait until the last minute. And in general, that is kind of a, a metaphor for human beings. I mean, in order to change, we have to pack away ideas or problems to change or to grow. And, and that's why it, I think it may be difficult sometimes. That's why it's difficult to change. That's a really good answer. I never thought about you relating it to packing, um, <laughs> but that's most definitely what we're doing right now, and mm-hmm. I know I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I have to give away so many pairs of shoes that I just don't want to get rid of. Um <laughs> But what can you do, I guess? You are your mother's daughter. I am indeed. (laughs) Okay. Well, Carol, if you could be any animal in the world, what would it be? I would be a dog. No questions asked. Why do you say that? Why do I say that? Um, Because dogs are just so happy for no reason. They just go on. They live life. They eat food. They drink water. They sing. I mean, they don't technically sing, but I count howling as singing. They have fun, and they just enjoy their life. 
and I would love to be a dog because all I could do is eat and sleep. And I'm set. Nothing more, nothing less. I see. Yeah. Right. Also, I think my spirit animal is either a golden retriever or a corgi. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure <laughs> which one, but it's definitely one of those. I see. Where do you think you first developed this love for animals? Um, Particularly dogs. Particularly dogs. Well, because you, a mom, always had dogs in the house, no matter what. And we always had three dogs, one for each person. So Munchkin's mine, Ginger's yours in a sense, and Watson is mom's. Um, so I think it all started there, especially with Schnapps, who was our German Shepherd, mm -hmm. who I grew up with as a child. She became like my best friend in mm -hmm. a sense and my big sister because I never had siblings. And that's such a weird thing to say, but when you're an only child and you're kind of all alone, you need friends, and those friends, in a sense, become animals. That might be too Disney princess-esque, but I think it makes sense. Also, they're always there for you. Yeah. So my question for you, um, rolling right along, is what is your favorite sport and why? Since you were a sports journalist and a photographer for sports and all that jazz, and I think a football manager for OU, Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So what is your favorite sport? I think I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, it depends what you mean by favorite sport. Do you mean favorite sport to watch or to play? Both. You can pick which one first. Okay. Favorite sport to play was basketball. It's always been my favorite. Not Right behind that was probably volleyball. Football oh. is a heck of a lot of work and practice. I admire those guys who play it. And it's also my favorite sport to watch because of the camaraderie in the stands and the rivalries. And the, and you have a lot of participation from the fans mm -hmm. uh, during games, especially at, at the OU games. What? Mm -hmm. Why volleyball? I have never heard you mention volleyball before. Volleyball's fun. I mean, it's it's leaping, it's diving, it's working as a team, which I enjoy, uh, for a certain goal. I think it's a great sport. What first got you interested in basketball and made you love it? When I was a kid, making that first goal, aiming for something and trying to become better, it's it's. Again, a team sport. You work together for a team outcome mm -hmm. and how you play. Uh, how you play will affect that team outcome. What's your favorite basketball team right now? In college, it's Oklahoma. Of course. Uh, professionally, I really don't have a favorite team. I would say it'd be the Thunder, but uh, I'm a little bit upset with them right now. That's uh, fair. That's fair. It's okay. I like the Mavericks, and I've always been a uh, Phoenix Suns fan, too. Ah. And the Phoenix Suns fan goes back to a player who played for the University of Oklahoma named Alvin Adams. He was a great player. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh. 
another great player in, in, in Oklahoma history was Wayman Tisdale. And you'd like him because he was a also a jazz artist, played the guitar. Was Blake Griffin? Griffin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from OU, right? He went to OU for, I believe, two years, yes. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good cut. He was a pretty good player. Still is. He's playing. He's still playing. So, yeah, he's pretty good. Can't complain about with him. <laughs> Do you think you're on a sports talk show right now? Is that how it feels? Kind of? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. So, if you were, if you were going to pick what you enjoyed most in life what is it and why well the most obvious answer is singing but that's just because I love to share art with other people and to make people smile um but with that in mind I think my most favorite thing is honestly hanging out with my friends and with my family and just sitting and talking and being together, if that makes sense. Just because I really do enjoy that. Um, and it, there's something about it that's so calming because as an introvert, I find um, really big crowds of people to be too much, too much. It's too much for me. So I really enjoy those small groups of family and friends that I have and spending time with them. And that's what my favorite thing to do in life is, I think, is spend time with okay. people. Yeah. All right. My final question from, for you, from you, for you, is what is the most impactful thing you've learned from your students when teaching? that you can cling on to for the rest of your life? That's an interesting question. Uh, I would say it would be uh, clarity. Oh. Uh, and it's not so much I learned this from the students, and it's an area I need to improve in. I have, it's, it's more watching the students when they have questions and things and and seeing if they're getting or understanding what they're learning. they Some of them will give you a thousand-yard stare where they're just gazing off into space, and you have to ask them, do you understand this? And they'll say, oh, yeah. And then you go into an example and, and, and to further find out if they truly understand it. So, and if they don't, then it's, I, I think back and I say to myself, I am not making something clear here. So, clarity is the, is very important. And I learned that, I, I, I'm actually learning that from my students, where I can improve in and make use of the rest of my life. How do you think Clarity impacts your daily life. Well, it 
It does because I tend to meander a little bit in answers sometimes, as you can tell. Totally okay. Totally With this podcast. Um, I would say just every day you, you have to have a clarity in your mission, the things you're going to do that day, a clarity and, and it, in how you're going to complete that mission. So it can be very specific or very general. So being clear on your mission and what you're doing is very important mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. To clear those thoughts and say, I'm going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think that's something I most definitely struggle with. Because I tend to get really sidetracked by a bunch of things that I just, I don't mean to get sidetracked by. It's not bad getting sidetracked by things, but in order to kind of clear your day out, you have to write those lists telling you what you need to get done type of things. I sound like mom, but (laughs) I did that once. It changed my life, but I'll never do it again because it was not fun. (laughs) Okay. All right. Finally, uh, my last qu- my question to you is, how did you get the name Cruiser? And what does that involve? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I should specify, it was freshman year, 2016, a very dark time. We had just come off of the overhang of middle school. And we had a riding lawnmower. So this orange and black riding lawnmower, which should not have been orange and black now that I think about it, as we are an OU family, um, we used it to mow our huge backyard. Um, So of course, I was always in charge of mowing the backyard because I really liked it. It was fun. It was like driving an insane golf cart with knives on the bottom. I felt cool. Um, (laughs) So I drove it around one day. And I noticed that there were these tiny little buttons. There was this pole that I had never seen before on the bottom. And I was like, oh, who knows? Maybe maybe I should just test it, you know? See what it does. See what it does. Um, I pulled it. It was not a wise decision because I was going full speed. I was going to the rabbit. I was not on tortoise mode. I was on rabbit mode, which was the fastest mode. Um... And this button was cruise control. So I drove around thinking everything was going to be okay. I made a sharp turn. It was not okay. I lost control of the riding lawnmower. um, And I crashed into our sliding glass door. For those who don't know, my game room is attached to the house. And it is... Like, can, the walls are sliding glass doors. So it's very nice in the winter when you want to play Wii Sports, you know. But I crashed into one of those doors. Uh, the glass didn't shatter, <laughs> luckily. But the frame popped out. Um, and hence then, I have been known as Cruiser. Because of the cruise control on a lawnmower. Which I do want to state in my defense... Who adds cruise control 
to a lawnmower. That should not exist. We aren't an agriculture family. Why? Why? Why does that exist? That's other than blaming the manufacturer for putting on cruise control. Uh, I I have a follow up to that. I want to ask you about how Cruiser met Spider Girl. How Cruiser met Spider Girl. Or oh. Spider Girl came about with Cruiser. We kind of explained this in the first episode. Spider Girl is known as Jada. She was granted that nickname by my dear old dad over here. Um, and I am also nicknamed Cruiser because of the, the fun little uh, cruise control incident. Um, but Spider Girl came to be known through a car crash that I had. It wasn't really a car crash. It was more of like I hit the curb um, really, really hard. And it wrecked, like, my tire and stuff mm -hmm. in the front of my hood. Um, yeah. So, there was a spider in my car, and Jada couldn't kill it. And I was, like, taking matters into my own hands, which I should not have done since I was the driver. And the spider was getting very close to me. And I took my bulky choir folder and hit the spider with it. Thus losing control on the, my steering wheel and completely hitting the curb. So um, did you kill the spider? I don't know. <laughs> the spider got away. <laughs> I don't know. I think it did. Um, but it's fine because I don't have that car anymore. So, I mean. Well, how many cars have you had? I've only had three. The last one wasn't only my Only had three? <laughs> the last one was only caused um not because of the spider incident that part got fixed but because um my air conditioning broke in the dead of the oklahoma summer um so it was like 111 degrees out and i had no cool air coming in that's why you drive 55 miles an hour that is correct, but you can, in fact, get speeding tickets because of that. Oh, you've had speeding tickets? I've only had one. Oh, I see. Not as many as you. So, How many speeding tickets with, have in, you gotten? Hold yeah. up. How many speeding tickets have you gotten? Probably four or five. Ah, so I'm doing good with just one. Over 40-something years of driving, Carol. No, well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> My, uh, well, in light of the cruiser story, uh, are you really thinking maybe in terms of a career move, it might be better to take something, a class at Votech in like mechanic, how to be, do things like a mechanic or? N no. I plan on fully trying to avoid driving at all costs by living in highly metropolitan areas such as New York City, um, where I can kind of walk to everything that I need, take the subway or something. Or um, my big dream in life, huge, absolutely huge dream, is to live in Greece or Italy with a mint Vespa. And I think Vespas are easier to control in cars. I could be wrong, but they just look really fun and also mint. 
Um, because mint's my favorite color. But if it involves a mechanical device, now you're going from four wheels to two wheels. Eh. <laughs> you know what else says two wheels? A bike. And you know what? I've only crashed my bike once. Um, <laughs> it's a long story. Um, but I'm fine. All is well. My bike's fine. My $10 bike that we got at a garage sale. I see. Yeah. Was it out at OU that you crashed this bike? Yeah. Um, I would like to specify to people, uh, don't, don't ride a bike when you are not emotionally okay. Um, cause dark things happen like almost hitting a person. <laughs> See. Yeah, he he had to dive into the bushes, and I felt really bad, but I also was like, I gotta get to the dorms for my next class. Did you stop and help him up? No, I think he flipped me off. <laughs> you have a do- very interesting way of putting things. Okay. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, or he just felt really bad and just ran away from me. See. And it was at that point I realized I shouldn't have been riding my bike. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, it's kind of an abrupt ending. All right. But, well, yeah. Thank you for having me. Aw, you're welcome. Sorry I postponed it so many times. We no had pro- to pack a lot. So don't forget to like, share, and of course, subscribe. And also, in addition to all of these major platforms, we are officially on iTunes now. So don't forget to give us a like and a shout out, maybe on social media. That would be nice. That would be nice, but you didn't hear it from me. Um, So yeah, anyways, have a great day, you guys. Bye.